0: Welcome back to your favourite guilty pleasure, Talk Until the Joy is Gone, the podcast you all love to listen to, but can't admit to liking for fear of being outcast and shunned by your peers. Yeah. I I am a very, very, very sleepy Rooney, um, and sat across from me, probably the more awake one of us this week, is my co-host, Reggie, <laughs> who is on his best behaviour, <laughs> after
1: last week's um, diabolical performance of... <laughs> just saying whatever shit came into my head this week i am prepared to think before i speak
0: is it is it true are the rumors true that i i heard during the week after the episode dropped on wednesday that you have actually converted to mormonism yes in an attempt to reform your waves and save your immortal soul oh no i was just gonna get like six wives (laughs) no wait is it mormonism i'm thinking of or the other one quakers quakers there we go Oh yeah, no, no,
1: I did get a threatening email from the Quakers saying that if I continue to make (laughs) jokes of the type that I was making last week, I will be uh, excommunicated from the order.
0: Oh no, are they going to come around and throw their little sachets of uh, microwavable porridge at you? Yeah, they. It's okay. It's okay. These aren't these aren't contentious. Um, sexually charged jibes they're religious ones and everybody yeah. hates religion so yeah, it's a fair game <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we keep other than you just using the word we are not going to mention sex once this week and Wait. next week and forever on Touchig will become safe for work I'm working on it, I'm planning it my gods I just, I think as we as we draw the first year of our consistent weekly podcast comes to a close. I feel like we're letting ourselves down. I feel like surely Tajik has some substance. Surely we, we as people Smut. have.
0: have... <laughs> that is our substance. Smut, filth and general unpleasantness. Yeah, but we need to be more than that. Like I mean, we need yeah, to be. We're now doubling down on religious jokes. <laughs> what, what, what do you need? Smut general unpleasantness, filth, and anti-religiousness.
1: <laughs> Maybe once a month
2: we can that <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe once a month on book club episodes, we can re- revert to our old ways, but for three weeks we can be a good, positive influence on the internet. We can we do. do wholesome stories and stories. wholesome stories, wholesome articles, no more, you can't fuck aliens, no more, this gold... Girl- <laughs> virgin (laughs) pregnancy more wholesome stuff like this week at the country fair
0: oh god well there are no country fairs at the moment this is that's the real (laughs) reason guys we are actually you know in 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 real life we are we are whiter than white you know fucking you know straight as a die sort of a couple of chaps you know we we wear polo shirts and everything um we wear uh,
1: boating shoes with no socks and short jeans
0: yeah that's that's what we like we are you know we are so bland that, you know, you could use us to replace fucking Rivita. We are we just so vastly.
1: We are walking billboards for Top Man. Everything <laughs> in our wardrobe comes straight from <laughs> the Top Man mannequin. We are that bland and that unoriginal and that just...
0: It's just because we've been in lockdown, so there's none of the, none of the exciting country fairs and, and you know, local growers fairs and, and yeah. farmers markets. Do you and know how like long that it is
1: since I've been to a Best Pig competition? Aside from going to Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That was full of pig. Sorry.
0: Sorry. <laughs> That's a about, fucking swine fest.
1: Yeah. Apparently, the girl won because she kissed me, but
2: moving <laughs> Actually, on. Actually,
0: you say about the about weather spoons being full of pigs. Um. Apparently, after lockdown, there are going to be undercover police officers in pubs and clubs monitoring the situation. Now, I don't know about you, but undercover police officers... Generally aren't as undercover as they think they are. I mean, right. we've just basically a little a <laughs> little tirade there about how bland we are. Yeah. You basically got to spot the undercover police officers yeah. in any nightclub because they will look like a mannequin. Yeah. And they'll be really, really uncomfortable because they won't be wearing jackboots and they won't be allowed to beat up black people. They'll have to be there, and pretend to be real human beings, and it's oh, just gonna. Heaven forbid. I mean, yeah. What are they gonna do? You Know oh, you're yeah. just going to be standing
1: by the bar watching all the white people buy copious amounts of drinks, <laughs> and then the first time a black person goes to the bar, it'll be trunching to the head.
0: He's, oh, Black Lives Matter, he's starting a riot, it's a riot, <laughs> yeah, just fucking asping him.
1: And... Uh, your
0: banner, Polizia, as they say in, in Poland. <laughs> you could tell me no sex, so you know, I'm having to explore other avenues. <laughs> Yeah, it's good.
1: No, I just said fuck the place in Poland in Polish. So oh, is that what it out. was?
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first Tom Hacker I ever met told me that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. um I can't, I'm, lost. <laughs> he's I'm lost. lost. He's lost. He can't <laughs> talk about. He can't talk about anything like sexual, and he's just like, oh, what do I even yeah. say? Well, I'll tell you
1: what. Like, I don't know what you did this morning, but I spent an hour being a dinosaur. It was it was quite a lot of fun. I was sat down. What? I was sat down, <laughs> ready to like go through my notes and sort them all out, and figure out how on earth I was going to save this week's podcast.
2: Because,
1: <laughs> uh, well, we'll get onto that later.
2: Sure. Um,
1: and I had the front door go, and I thought that's strange. My mum only left like two minutes ago. Turns out it was my brother and my nephew, who come straight in, screamed, "Uncle Stevie!" and then grabbed my hand and made me run up and down the living room from one end to the other singing dinosaur songs from (laughs) YouTube kids for an hour. Yeah, I've been everything this morning. A T-Rex, a Triceratops, a Pterodactyl. Yeah, it's (laughs) the weirdest Saturday morning I've ever had.
0: What what better way is it to start your day?
1: Yeah, cardio. Oh,
0: man, fucking YouTube, just kids' YouTube. Even, even not the specific YouTube Kids one, it's yeah. just weird as fuck. I've lost count of the amount of times I've had to tell Cody, can you put on a different video, mate? Because his favourite ones are either really, really annoying chip tune style bits of music that just repeat yeah. ad nauseum
2: yeah.
0: or something where it takes a sound effect from a popular meme or video or game or something and then just plays it back for 10 minutes using different sound effects. <laughs> So it'll be like, oh, this is mega bass. Oh, this is distorted. This is high pitch. This is super high pitch. This is super slow. This is super fast. And it just does it. And it will just do it. The... And there'll be like half a dozen of these videos back to back doing the same fucking sound effect. And it's I'm just like, low. no, no, it's not. It makes me want to kill people.
1: Yeah. But if you look at it through the prism of its training on audio engineering, then in, in like <laughs> six months time, he can be a slave to Tuckjig and he can do all the editing and you don't six need to months do it time, anymore. My
0: seven year old could be doing the editing on the podcast. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: I, we know good because I'll have to stand there going beep, 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 <laughs> yeah. beep, beep. Every time we say something inappropriate that a seven-year-old shouldn't hear. There is a reason I am upstairs um, <clears throat> with the headphones on and the door shut whilst he is downstairs.
1: Come on, he's to grow up sometime.
0: <laughs> Not when he's fucking seven, he hasn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, unless he's going to go out and get a job, in which case he can grow up today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
1: tell you what, if I employ him as, as editor... And I pay him a, a slave wage, on a, on a, zero, con, a zero hour contract. Um, yeah, then he's working. He's bringing money, and he can pay for his own chicken nuggets and pizza. But
0: hang on a minute. We don't make any money on this podcast.
1: Yeah, but in i I can siphon some money off for him. Last time I wage. checked.
0: And this isn't this isn't a, a crying poverty pity uh conversation guys but last time i checked i'm actually in the hole to this podcast or for this podcast so far yeah (laughs) i realized that the other day it's like just like the
1: 10 years we spent in the band (laughs) i i would tell people that
0: and they'd say wow
1: how much money did you make and i'd be like none i'm about five grand out
0: yeah i (laughs) I spent about five grand and and lost years in the use of one of my um a functioning ear but other than that yeah fuck all mate (laughs) <laughs> uh, do you remember
1: that time that we sold the square out it was us and another band uh, we won't mention
0: because we're, we're we're good boys now yeah let's call them marmalade men yeah let's um, do that
1: yeah let's do that and we got a poultry 50 pound which got spent at the bar before we even left the venue that night yeah and they took home a whopping like 600 quid and yeah. we didn't find out till afterwards even though we were co-headliners
0: yep yeah, we I were remember. co-headliners and when we played it was rammed when they yeah. played. There were about two dozen people watching because yeah. everyone there had come to see us, but uh, it, it, it pays off if, um, at least two members of the band work at the venue. Yeah, <laughs> As we discovered, we got the flat rate. They got, you know, a portion of the takings on the door, yeah. which came and a flat rate. And I believe there was actually some takings from the bar and yeah. those bastards drank 90% of the booze in the green room as well. Yeah. Because we didn't know there was anything in the fucking green room because there hadn't been before until yeah, like yeah. we came off stage, you know, it was like, oh, they were all erect. They've drunk all the beer that was left for you. What? There was beer? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's why they invited us up on stage to sing a song we'd never heard before.
0: Yeah. We just danced Good around time. like fucking bears. It was, it was yeah. really something. <laughs>
1: no, I think I did sing some. <laughs> I think I did do some. <laughs> Marmalade, man like, oh, I can't even remember how it went, but I did do a, a bit of chorus. By the third chorus, I'd kind of figured out what the what half the words were, and I think I joined in a bit. But most of the time, I was I, I was Sean Ryder slash Bezanet.
0: Do you remember we saw a band in uh, upstairs at the Doctor's Tonic in Wellington City? Um, I say they were a band. It was somebody's mum, and they basically wrote these really catchy songs about doing regular mum stuff around the house. She had one about, um, fucking chopping broccoli. One about making marmalade. There was one about doing the washing and she all was right. really charming mum. Um, and, and yeah, she was just like, she was just there with a, with a keyboard and what have you. And she had like a backing track and she was just making all this music about doing like happy, cheerful mum stuff around the house. And I was, and then we went on afterwards. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Steaming shit show <laughs> I was just like First of all This is actually oddly brilliant And yeah. really fucking weird I was like second of all What the fucking hell is the promoter thinking Putting this charming mum And she had all of her mum friends And yeah. her kids were there and everything And With then we finest. finest. Yeah and then <laughs> That was the night where I jumped oh, Off of the stage over the keyboard Oh, yeah. oh I
1: that remember was that, that. Night. Yeah. I don't remember the mum i imagine i was doing one of the two things i usually did at the doctor's tonic i was either standing downstairs <laughs> outside um taking myself to another plane of existence say, <laughs> or i was wandering around telling girls that there was a huge hole in the crotch of my jeans for easy access
0: you did that a lot and did it ever work
1: because of yeah
0: really
2: yeah,
1: and a couple of um, my the, the good memories of that tactic um, were all at the doctor's tonic. Yeah. Huh. Which is why that memory came back to me, and I was like, I can say that. But I yeah. can say that, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 yeah.
1: It's because I've worn them jeans for about a year, so I had plenty of opportunity to be like, <laughs> <laughs> easy access, ladies. <laughs>
0: I remember about the years we spent walking around in jeans that were literally held together by gaffer tape and spite <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: drawing pins i had a pair that were so ripped to shreds that i had to go walk, i had to come by drawing pins and just pin like a leg back together uh, just so i could wear. assuming
0: them. you mean safety pins because safety drawing pins are what you use it. on a pin board. No, no 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 no
1: yeah safety. <laughs> p- is, you
0: just tacking your jeans onto your leg.
1: <laughs> no, whatever you said. the thing is, I remember I could I can only find pink ones, so there was just this long line oh, of God pink. I
0: remember that. <laughs> Fuck yeah <laughs>
1: Remember the jacket I had with the fragile tape on it.
0: Yes, yes I yeah. do.
1: And sometimes I sit back and ask the
0: question, why don't why didn't I get laid more? Oh, I know why we didn't get laid more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back. I sometimes <laughs> sit back and I look at pictures from that time and I'm like, man, why aren't I like that now? And then I realised because I'm basically middle Asian fat. <laughs> yeah, I just look back and I'm like, ah, uh, what a fuck up. What? <laughs> a know, we fuck thought up. it's you can tell we're getting old because we've reached that point in our lives where we can look back by yeah. like 15, 20 years and go. When people question it, we go, "Well, we thought we looked good. Yeah. We liked wearing it. You know, his, I
1: don't think I ever did think I looked good. I thought the whole." The whole idea was to look like a freak because I felt like a freak. So it was like dressed the way you feel okay? <laughs> I'm look like a freak. So.
0: Well, I thought I looked good. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh... Anyway, I, I, I alluded at the very beginning of this podcast that I am incredibly tired and I'm going to now mention something that you will have no interest whatsoever because it's video games. Okay, I'll hate them. You are a Luddite. Um, I have been playing a video game which has got... It's another one of these little fucking indie games which has gotten stupidly popular in a short amount of time. It's called Valheim, and it's a Viking survival simulator, which... See, see your face just did exactly what I did when I heard about it.
1: I had to unmute. <laughs> Listening back, whenever you talk, I get really annoyed at myself because I'm just sitting in the background. yeah, 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 and I'm like, that's not good podcasting. <laughs> so... This time, I was like, no, I'm going to stay on mute for the entire time and just enjoy myself and have a vape and listen to what he's got to say. But then I had to unmute because Viking Survival Game sounds fucking awesome. Where do I find it?
0: It's on Steam. I've I've mentioned Steam to you several times. Yeah, it's like, is it 16 quid or something? Um, If you you
1: hadn't noticed, right, when we (laughs) finish recording, I repress a lot of stuff. (laughs) That's why you get multiple text messages during the week of like, I can't, I can't. What the fuck? Why did I say
0: that? Why did I say that? Cut it out really you should you should do that like tomorrow on like sunday because normally by close to play monday i've finished editing yeah and I then know. i get your messages when you listen to the edit and go no no take this out and then on yeah. tuesday i'm frantically going through trying to edit it to get it ready to upload
1: <laughs> when we first started i was so so terrified of podcasting well I was so terrified of like me being a podcaster. I was well excited about doing the podcast. I would have been quite happy to be a producer or an editor or just sit in the background and just be a part <laughs> of it and just come up with my ideas. But the, the idea of actually being a co-host terrified me. So the minute we finished recording, I would literally go back to the, watch the video <laughs> of the entire conversation and be like, right, I make my notes. But as we went on, I started to get better at the fear started to give <laughs> away and i just started to wait for the edits yeah in the last couple of weeks i've had to like go back and be like we need a second edit we Sorry. need a
0: second edit because i go i give it the once the ones over and take out the really bad stuff and then yeah, so the last couple of weeks you've been so dreadful that oh, i've had I to look, go back and do another one
1: <laughs> i admit like, i look back at like this is the reason ash will never get the full uncensored version is because i look back at my <laughs> list of edits i sent you and they're all personal
0: that's the thing you are terrible for that now i talk about a lot of personal stuff but it's only really identifiable to people that know me yeah um and yeah even if they they don't it means absolutely nothing to anyone because it's like amy how many women are there named amy who are you know with with a podcaster there's fucking hundreds of thousands of them um probably not in harlow but you know but you mentioned stuff which you think is a great idea at the time which yeah. is very personal and very personally identifiable, and then you put it out there, and then you suddenly have a like panic when you realize, "Oh shit, I said that. I shouldn't have said that." Um,." Really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's because i don't talk in my normal life and i certainly don't talk about personal wishes with anyone and then we get into we get on the podcast and suddenly all these things that are <laughs> pent up in me that i don't talk about in my everyday life rise yeah. to the surface and they're like this is our opportunity we're going over the wall go go,
0: go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then well, snipe,
0: sniper rooney has to come along <laughs> <and pick him laughs> off come one on, on, by one him him in off. the oh, edit you, oh, come. no you got you get to live you, yeah. I'm only taking your leg off because I have to edit half of that conversation out. To,
1: to be honest, there was a point last week uh, I was almost, I was on the verge of just like begging you, like, can we just cut the entire intro and just go and just like... go
0: straight into our sensible discussion of <laughs> yeah. in the state.
1: I'll record a 30 second apology and we'll just put that in a place of the <laughs> intro and then we'll just go straight into it. But then I thought, no, if you're going to say these things, you should at least stand by them. It'll be a good stand lesson not to say us. these things yes. anymore. So okay. I didn't.
0: But anyway, okay. uh, this Viking survival game. Viking survival Simulator. The, the premise of it is that you've died. Like I don't know, something's happening in the the, the, the Norse panthology or, or pantheon, uh, so and Odin needs to he needs to get Valhalla. a bunch of warriors. No, you're not in Valhalla. You've what? died as a mortal warrior, and you've gone to Valheim, which is uh, kind of like this unspoiled wilderness, and basically yeah. you get dropped in there wearing nothing but a, a leather shirt. And you watch—not well, even a leather shirt; it's made of rags. Now I can see why you're into this game. Naked <laughs> well, then you have to like—it's a bit—it's got some Minecraft-esque elements to it because you have to like go and get wood to make tre- from trees to make tools to build oh, a I house know. to make a fire to hunt and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've I've sunk about eight or nine hours into my single-player game in the last few weeks. Yeah. But uh, my gaming group, the the Lunar Arcade that I've mentioned before, they've that you can also set up like shared servers. One person hosts it and you all go in there and you play together. Yeah. Um. One of my friends has set one up and we've all dropped in there and done a little bit. We did a little bit last week. And then on Thursday, he was like, Oh, does anyone fancy playing this evening? So we were like, yeah, great. Let's go. So three of us jumped in, started playing uh, about eight o'clock Thursday night.
1: Yeah.
0: I finished playing 1am Friday morning. Uh-huh. Then had to get up for work, obviously Friday morning did a full at work, then we'd agreed that we'd uh, regroup Friday night and do a sesh then as well. So about half past... Oh, sesh. About seven, you half sound seven... like
1: a fucking cokehead.
0: <laughs> I feel like one right now, because yeah. about seven, half seven last night, we regrouped, we jumped on, we got going. At half past two this morning, I was like, god damn, why am I so tired? And I looked at the clock on my PC and I was like, guys, you do realise it's like half past two? And they were like, what the fuck really i was like yeah we should probably head back to our little village and, and go to sleep because i've got to get up in the morning to do a podcast
1: <laughs> so it's weird because about 20 to 3 this morning i woke up on my sofa and had to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> with just like the fourth episode of x-files that i'd watched playing on the tv it's, been, it's the, been a physically draining week of work i tell you
0: our dedication you know to to you guys and being here yeah. fresh bu- bright-eyed bushy-tailed ready to record some quality content for you guys it knows it's like a circle because it knows no end i mean it also knows no beginning because we don't fucking do it but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, ch- that's I, why i'm very tired today whilst you
1: were chatting i came up with an idea for an episode of touching
0: oh god I don't like it when I talk and it inspires you to have ideas.
1: No, because this one can't backfire on you at all. Aside aside from, the, aside from the fact that the rest of the Lunar Arcade might excommunicate you. but <laughs> We all jump online on the Skype call. You, the Lunar Arcade, and me. And then we spend not five hours because it's, I can't do that, but we spend a couple <laughs> of hours playing a game. And then we just laugh at how frustrated your gaming buddies get with me
0: <laughs> um no because the, the problem with that is, is there are
1: no noobs law
0: no um uh, the lunar arcade are all nice people and i don't oh, want to corrupt them oh come on i'm a nice person <laughs> when i
1: want to be when i'm you're not a
0: nice person when you're not recording for this podcast
1: yes yeah <laughs> I mean, i'm not recording for this podcast and i'm not still on the road outside your house arguing with your neighbors i am a nice person
0: Oh, you have to tell me about that actually oh don't
1: oh it's part it's yeah that's why that's why i alluded to it because i'll tell the story don't worry
0: oh good because i was like i'm fairly certain i know who you were arguing with because yeah. the same person that everyone argues with down our street but King gammon. <laughs> yeah king gammon but, yeah
1: but that, that could be quite fun just watching them get more and more frustrated with the noob but doesn't that have any clue what's going on <laughs> just <laughs> eventually just like they're all just getting so frustrated they'll they stop being nice people start having a go at me and then i leave with my towel between
0: my legs The thing is i don't think they would it would just be really dull for for most of us because they would just continue to help you
2: okay <laughs>
0: because they are genuinely nice people and they would they will give up their gaming time to help you and i would just feel so bad <laughs>
1: these are one of your groups <laughs> of friends that you just do not want to introduce me to right
0: yes i haven't even i haven't even dropped a link to the podcast
1: yeah. because yeah. i
0: just i'm just like no guys like, they have they have this vision of me they have this idea of, of what, what rooney is to them he's the he's the cosplaying fundraiser he's the uh, the cheeky gamer i don't want them to listen to this and suddenly have that all ruined when they realize i'm actually a complete cunt
1: i wouldn't use the word cunt I oh, geez i the just
0: depressed, pervert, but you know yeah actually yeah Yeah, um, yeah. That's probably more likely because they listen to one. If they listen to last week's episode, they would probably just excommunicate me. So, (laughs) for book club this week, we read Batman: The Long Halloween, which we will
1: go into later. (laughs) But um, the retail price of this book is somewhere between about eighteen and twenty pounds. So, (laughs) when I selected it to read, I said, "Don't worry, Rona. I don't expect you to go out and buy a copy. I'll read it. I'll have it to you like during the week, so you have enough time to read it." So, Tuesday night, I um, I jump in my car. I drive around to yours to drop it off with your copy of All You Need Is Killed just to make sure that this one doesn't get lost. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and as I pull down onto your street, I look in my review and there's two cars behind me. Because normally, if I'm going to drop something off, I literally just park in the middle of the road, outside your house, jump out, knock on your door, give it to you. Jump in my car, drive off. But there were two cars following me. So I was like, I can't do that. And I refused to drive all the way down, do a ride, right, go past his mum's house and come all the way all back. All the
2: way back around. Because
1: I know if I do that, there'll still be another two cars. There'll be another, two there'll be another, there
2: another
1: one behind people. you. Yeah. So I see your car parked outside your house on the curb. And I'm like, okay. Then I see a white van parked in front yeah. of your car on the curb. And I think, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm just, I chuck on my indicator. I just pull up onto the curb in front of this white van. And I'm like, that'll do. I don't notice anything as I'm doing it because I'm just trying to make sure I've left enough room for these two cars to get past. <laughs> so I'm up. I turn the car off. As I open the door, I hear, move your car! And I look up. <laughs> and King Gammon is staring down at me <laughs> from his front door. And I turn to him, and honestly, in the nicest, most pacifist way, I would say to him, sorry, mate, I'm literally going to be 30 seconds, no more. Move your car! Mate, I'm going to be, like, 20 to 30 (laughs) seconds honestly blink and I'll be gone don't park out my front move your car and I was like look I just told you I'm going to be 30 seconds this is a public (laughs) path you do not own it I'm parking here right? and uh, and then I just turn my back I'm not going to carry on with this because I know (laughs) what he's going to say so as I start to walk away I hear move your car and I'm just I look back at him and then I hear you're some kind of cunt aren't you and at that point, <laughs> I walk into your front door, and I'm like, right, I would have been nice. I would have just been nice, polite. I would have just got in my car, said sorry, and driven off. But you've just called me a cunt. so you've opened the door for some antagonism.
2: <laughs> so
1: I knock on your door. You answer in a flight suit. We we'll just let. We'll just leave that hanging. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't wash or change his clothes, people. Um, and I say to you. Like, I can't I can't stop him currently in the middle of an argument with your neighbor. To which you look at me, groan, and you're like, oh, f- like give me that off, oh, for fuck's sake, like. <laughs> so I, I drop the bag off, and as I'm walking back to my car, I hear it again. You're some kind of cunt, aren't you? And I look up at him, and I'm like, <laughs> mate, I've been less than the 30 seconds that I told you I was going to be. Like, why is your issue? Move your car! Don't park out my front! And then that point, I just look at him, I'm like, this is a public path. That is your front garden. If I parked on your front garden, I'd fucking apologize to you. Because that would be bad cunty behavior. But I didn't park on your front garden. I parked on a public footpath. Do you understand this? Move your car. Don't park out my front. <laughs> so exasperated, I just looked up to him and I... I'd opened my car because I was about to get in it. So I just relocked it, stretched, and I was like, <laughs> was like a lovely night for a stroll. I'm going to come get my car tomorrow. Move your car. Don't park out my front. Don't park out my front. He just kept saying those two things yeah. over. It was like it's only two sentences he you know. So I <laughs> literally started walking away from the car. You're some kind of cunt, aren't you? You. You're some kind of cunt. So I just turned around. I went back to him and I said to him, "Mate, you should honestly watch who you call cunt in the middle of the street because I'm in a good mood. <laughs> but if I wasn't in a good mood, you'd <laughs> be in fucking hospital and I'd be getting questioned by the police right now. Move your car." And at which point I was like, "He's not. He's not listening to sense.
0: He's not listening. He's <laughs> not going in.
1: Don't, <coughs> <laughs> don't park out my front." And at which point I just got him. I just started laughing. Directly into his face. (laughs) And I just stood there for a good 30 seconds laughing, just laughing at him as he repeated those two things over and over again: move your car and don't park out my front. Then I got in my car, wound down my window, continued to laugh for about another 20 seconds. (laughs) Like, like. Doing something that I rarely do in real life, which is make eye contact. So he knows I'm laughing at him. And then I just pulled away and drove off. And he just stood there like like sentry guard at his front door. And I was just like, as I'm driving away, I'm thinking, was he stood there for that specific reason? He's just stood at his front door, stopping people from parking, like telling people not to park on oh, his front.
0: I shit you not, right? He has got this weird thing in his head that he's like, the sheriff or something of our, of our little street. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, talking, talking to Amy uh, just after we moved in and, uh, yeah, you know, I've uh, lived down here a long time and yeah, uh, you know, people around here I sort of think of myself I'll uh, keep an eye on the place, you know, a little, bit, a little bit like the sheriff of the street, you know, keep an eye on things, make sure everything's all right, you know what I mean? Did he actually call himself the sheriff of the uh-huh. street? He said this to Amy, this was about, this is a few months after we moved in. Oh um, no. He was a, he was a bailiff, a court bailiff, I think, at some point.
1: Oh, so he was just a nasty cunt that came around your house and took stuff away and took no, clean. no, a
0: court bailiff. Oh, a court bailiff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and he thinks he was, he was something special and he's this big, yeah. big guy I am. The funny thing is, um, we obviously used to talk to the nasty, toxic piece of shit who lives next door to us, the old lady. Yeah. And, um, she got all the gossip from everyone, especially his wife. Who uh, came home one day to find out that he had decided he was leaving her. No. Had taken all of his stuff, taken all of the food from the cupboards, the fridge, the freezer, and buggered off to his brothers. However, less than a week later, he realized, actually, no, this was a terrible idea, and had to go back to her groveling to let him move back in. (laughs)
1: Oh, King Gavin strikes again. (laughs)
0: Uh, he is such a knob. He really is. I but look he... forward to seeing him now. He will stand there on his door, the, the, the doorstep there, yeah. just sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. He literally yeah, looking up down the road, hands Daddy's on his hands hips. On his like, like, yeah, yep, yep. Alright, alright. Evening, how you doing? Yep, 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 yep.
1: <laughs> so, so, so during the week, when I when I find a spare hour, can mm-hmm. I? Bring a deck chair, put it on the on the public put it on the <laughs> house. and then when he's and then if he says anything, I'll just be like, "Don't worry, I'm your deputy." <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a sheriff. Yeah. Just call me Robin Fucking Hood.
1: <laughs> oh, this I can't believe! I can't believe he thinks he's the sheriff. He's just like an old man Gavin, right? He's lived there for so long, he thinks that like he owns. Uh, yeah. the... I,
0: mean, he's, he's I can't deaf. believe the he called assistant. himself sheriff. Yeah, and he is, um, uh, oh, he's a piece of work. I swear. That, some of the people down our road, you couldn't fucking make it up. Oh, and he is the, probably the worst, <laughs> King Gammon himself, Sheriff <laughs> Sheriff
1: Gammon. Um, but it's 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 remarkable how we're talking about someone that wants to like you know police the streets and stuff, because it plays straight into my intro and my idea of how we're going to make Touchy great again this week.
0: Oh, 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 here we go without without the sex.
1: Without sex, yeah. Without sex. I've got an idea for you and William to make us great. Oh, God. But before I can get into that idea, I need to, like, somebody set precedent of this idea. Not in this country, although I'm sure some people <laughs> have, but somebody named Phoenix Jones set precedent for what I want you and William to do.
0: God, I, re- I recognize that name.
1: You do phoenix jones born benjamin john francis fodor in texas in 1988 he is a
0: real life superhero no he's not he's a costumed vigilante he's not a superhero i know
1: like no superpowers the accepted term for these people is real life superhero which i always thought was a bit ridiculous because they have no superpowers and they're not really heroes but that's the accepted term.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> it's okay because I have a pen. So,
1: costumed. Is being
0: a costume vigilante, a real life superhero just sounds a bit crap. But being a costume <clears throat> vigilante, that's something I can get behind.
1: Right. Take two. Born Benjamin John Francis Fodor in Texas in 1988. He is a costumed vigilante.
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yeah. Initially, he put on his ballet in order to intervene in a public assault. By what? the way... bally. Yeah, I know I, had to, I have to explain to you. Bally is straight for balaclava. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Okay. But
1: initially, he put on his ballet in order to intervene in a public assault, but later, he adopted a full costume and the moniker, Phoenix Jones. Between 2011 and its dissolution in 2014, Phoenix ran the Rain City... Superhero movement. Was like a whole
0: three years.
1: <laughs> Sorry, like I come to the end of the page under after superhero movement, and I thought, yeah, that's good. And I turned the page, and I was like, oh, I missed half the half the sentence. So yeah, he did this in <laughs> C- in Seattle, Washington. That uh, that Seattle was his Gotham. It was his metropolis, and that is where. He did a lot of good work as a costume vigilante. He says, Jones says the best way not to be confused by the police as a criminal is to wear a super suit, right? His super suit comprised of a dragon... Sk- I was doing so well. A dragon skin branded bulletproof vest and stab plating. He also carried a stun baton, pepper spray, handcuffs, and a first aid kit. So he's a bit like Batman.
0: He is a bit like a shit Batman.
1: Yeah, a shit Batman. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I do like the idea of a stun baton because I think they're pretty cool.
1: Yeah, we'll get one of them for you and William.
0: I think they're illegal in this country, but you know. Okay. So is so is what he was doing, BT Dubs. Before you get too far into this, what he was doing is illegal in this country. <laughs> I can see you just like ah. Another idea,
1: another week, <laughs> another giant fucking turd from Rooney. And I hate that I, word. Why did I use that word?
0: I don't know. But you keep floating these ideas and I just keep torpedoing them because you're. It's. It, this, is, this is classic Reggie. And I realise Reggie has only existed for about six weeks, but this is classic Reggie because it's just like, it's this half-baked idea. And when you don't think about it, it's genius. Yeah, I'll get these two guys I know. They like dressing up. They'll dress up as, as vigilantes. They can go and beat people up on the streets. And then it's like, Yes, but unfortunately, um, we live in a society, one that doesn't glorify violence, unless you're a copper. We're not coppers. We would just be weirdos in tights and yeah, we'd just get like maced and or shot or or stabbed by, you know, the villains who would be infinitely more aggressive than we are.
1: <laughs> that's why you that That's why I told you you wore a dragon skin branded bulletproof vest, so you could get one. <laughs> and stab plating, so you could get one.
0: That sounds heavy. I'm no, you, I am giving you carry heavy shit.
1: <laughs> I'm giving you all the pertinent information you'll need in order to fulfil my plan. I haven't even told you what the plan is yet, but... Oh. I'm going to finish my, my, we'll my up, last finish couple Finish of your days. spiel. <laughs> Seattle Replace recorded 10 citizens as part of the Rain City superhero movement. They went by the names Fawn, Buster Doe, Green Reaper, The Mantis, Gemini, no name, Catastrophe, Thunder 88, phoenix jones and penelope phoenix jones current location is unknown
0: he's probably on the run from a gang of criminals that he pissed off and is now in some kind of witness protection scheme along with the others
1: no after leaving the uh rain city superhero movement he was later arrested for selling mdma (laughs) 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 so it's possible he's He's incarcerated, but they didn't tell me that on Wikipedia. I mean, so. you've got
0: you got to uh, you've got to make the money to pay for those dragon skin bulletproof vests somehow. They ain't cheap. Yes. <laughs>
1: so, based oh. on based on the costume vigilante, Phoenix Jones and his array of accomplices, I thought you and William, you and William, could dress up like like two different Judge Dreads. Judge Rooney and Judge William, and then you could go in and clean up Terminus House, much like Dread the film. <laughs>
0: <House>. <laughs> we have our own little fucking mega block lockdown, Because <laughs> we go in there and just beat up junkies and and listen to single mums crying because they live in a fucking shoebox. I they don't
1: live in, a, in, in a fucking office building. <laughs>
0: they live in an office building. It's like seriously, guys, if if you want to see you know, new age dystopia, look into one of these, these uh, converted, and I use that phrase in the loosest possible term, um, look up one of these converted office buildings that are being used to, to rehome people. Most of the people in there have been moved from the fucking boroughs of London out into Harlow, above a bus, uh, next door to a bus station, above a multi-story car park in a converted office block. And I think yeah. it's Mecca Bingo. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. There's Mecca Bingo down there as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah, Mecca Bingo um... is like it's like the foyer bit where the shops are in 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 the building. In, <laughs> in City. <Peach> <laughs> yeah, in Peach Street. I can not remember the name. Yeah.
0: It's, it is a shithole. And yeah, basically, I think the local council got so much shit from just everybody when they, they there was a. It's not the only one trip, in Harlow, though. No, I know. There's another yeah. one up by Spire Green
1: there's one down by uh gateway where i used to work
2: yeah
1: there's another one bush fair literally just like loads of old office buildings they're like turn them into houses and or flats and it's just like we'll put anybody that we can't home in a proper accommodation there
0: just stick in there and it's it's rife with crime and fucking oh they are yeah it's not pleasant at all
1: there's levels to this idea though if you and william <laughs> manage to clean up Terminus house not only will you like get positive press because i've seen Terminus house on the news oh many yeah times. yeah but so if if you two clean it up we'll get on the news we'll get positive press and and on top of that all the narcotics you confiscate i'll go sell
0: so we can be rich <laughs> So this is your cunning plan. You come on a, uh, a freely available on the internet podcast and tell everyone that you're going to become a drug dealer.
1: <laughs> Shotter. We're shots.
0: Shotter? Isn't that a type of small sword? It's, it's
1: also the, the common name for drug dealer these days.
0: For fuck's sake. Honestly, who comes up with these stupid phrases?
1: I don't know. But she said she's going to use my, my street slang and rap lyrics to teach... Teach her kids about.
0: Wait, doesn't she teach in like a posh area?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's gonna. Yeah, I could just imagine that. Mummy, <laughs> mummy, do you think Charles's daddy is a shotter? <laughs> mummy, mummy, what's a wap?
2: <laughs> well,
1: that's what I had when <laughs> when me and daddy made you. Um,
0: <laughs> you just imagine it. A wap? Hmm. Well, don't bother asking your father; he wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, channeling. Yes.
1: And yes, your friend's dad does sell ph- pharmaceuticals. So technically, he is a shot. Oh. Eh? Yes.
0: yes, he sells, <laughs> he sells <laughs> oh, Viagra. It's a quality. <laughs> he sells Viagra
1: to the other old, old
0: desperate men in the pub. Actually, so... if, it's, if, if, if she teaches where I think she teaches, then it's not that. They're all fucking inbred. So it's like, oh. uh, no, these are local drugs for local people. <laughs> <laughs> no, outsiders. We don't like your kind around here, boy. For the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> local waps for local men. <laughs> <laughs> they just share them. I mean, no one can tell anyway. They're all so fucking closely related. Is that your wife? No, no, it's your, it's your daughter. No, that's my sister's cousin. What? I can't bloody tell anymore. Web feet. They,
1: they, got, they got like a, a WhatsApp group for everyone in the village. <laughs> Once a week, they post a picture of an anonymous vagina and it says whose sister, mom, or cousin is this. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner gets to
0: bang it. Pin the name on the whack. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: I just realised we've fallen on our own, our old, despicable, perverted ways.
0: Have you just realised that I've won already? (laughs) No, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) That took... um, 57 minutes, guys, and I've already got him talking about uh, perverted no. sexual stuff again.
1: Tajig 2.0, the safer work version, starts next week.
0: Does it? Okay. Be- okay, okay, this is a test come
1: pre- I will come prepared with my <laughs> stories for the substance. No more of these <laughs> genius yet
0: laughable <laughs> ideas. Um, I will come with real. Genius yet laughable. Surely those two are mutually exclusive. (laughs) No.
1: Mm? No. Good good comedy is genius, but you also laugh
0: at it. (sighs) Your your grasp of the English language never ceases to amaze me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Desperately just trying to be like, no, my ideas are good.
0: They're good, damn it. Damn it, respect me. So...
1: You don't want to join William to be like Form, Buster Doe, Gemini, No Name, and catastrophe, and go out and like you know, clean up Terminus House for us.
0: I might do uh, as I'm long as my superhero name can be called can be called Swinging Cod. No, you're Judge Rooney. I can't be Judge Rooney. That's lame. I sound like a fucking what's that guy who did the. You're both going to be dressed as Judge Dread. Yeah, but that's cool.
1: <coughs> yeah,
0: so you'll have Judge Rooney
1: on 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 your lapel, and he'll have Judge Conley or Judge <laughs> William or judge shit poster whatever judge whatever, shit poster. whatever name he wants to go by
0: judge I thinking, post,
1: yeah i was thinking if we're gonna do this properly though we have to pretend you're a psychic so you're not allowed to wear a helmet to you know protect you from the bullets
0: <laughs> i mean to be fair those helmets are either resin or fiberglass neither of which is gonna stop a bullet anyway oh. <laughs>
1: I thought this was a good idea
0: you you say that a lot okay? i thought
1: invoking invoking precedent in phoenix jones was gonna was gonna win me over this week there's somebody there's people out there actually doing this
0: oh there are yeah don't get me wrong it's it's a noble enterprise but in the uk it doesn't fucking work if someone in the uk if someone breaks into my house and i injure them whilst protecting myself and my family i can end up in prison for doing so this is a backwards country right this this country is so backwards. So in a
1: world, like... in a world where a gammon can sheriff his own street, how can you not protect your
0: family? I mean, from his you own... know what you should have done. You I should, you should have... have You should have phoned the old have... Bill. You should, should have... have phoned I... the old Bill and told him you you felt threatened and that he was he was he was threatening you and you felt worried for your personal safety.
1: No, because um, whilst I say all manner of outrageous and fucked up, heinous <laughs> things on this podcast with a straight face, there is no way I could call the police, keep a straight face, and say that I felt intimidated or harassed well, by Gam- I'd,
0: I'd have done that. I'd have done that, or I'd have lost my rag and I would have just driven my car up onto his garden and just done just like pulling donuts, <laughs> <laughs> which would be interesting meant- to see in a Skoda Yeti. But <laughs> <I'm>, i
1: am not <laughs> I'm sorry. I like from. From my childhood, I still can't get my head around the fact that you drive a Skoda. I know it's a cool <laughs> car, but
0: like from... It's, it's not, not a cool car, okay? I am under no illusions. I like it.
1: I it's cooler no than my a cool
0: car. I mean, yeah, I mean, Cody's got Matchbox, Matchbox cars that are cooler than yours. Anyway, anyway <laughs> can we move on to the master of overcompensation who uh, we read about in this week's... Oh, hang on.
1: Hang on. I want a bad word said about Batman.
0: All right. uh, no. How big is his car? It's big and black and chic and
1: powerful. Look, mm. he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, alright? There's nothing, we're not going to pick apart the personality of Bruce Wayne today. We're no. just going to revel in how cool Batman is and how he could clean up Terminus' house and we could get rich off the confiscated narcotics.
0: <laughs> but then he'd beat us with the hammers of justice.
1: Batman doesn't have hammers of justice.
0: Doesn't he? No, so he does. In the fucking, where is it? So it's something he references the hammers of justice or something like that. Fists of justice, something like that. It might be Bold and the Brave, though, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> which, well, Batman Love doesn't go as far as Bold and the Brave, so which maybe. is funny because that's my favorite Batman incarnation. <laughs> Batman, Bold and the Brave, I discovered when Cody was like two after we finished rewatching The Clone Wars. And I was like, "Need something else to watch? It's appropriate with a chart. Oh, Batman. Oh, this looks good. And it is good. And yeah, I, apparently that, that totally misses the point of Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Aside from the obvious Christopher Nolan trilogy, I'm going to upset Louie, but my favourite Batman is somewhere between the one we read in this book and the Frank Miller version. Like, they're just brutal, kind of, detective rather than like that god who (laughs) like you know that god they're like the grant morrison version but um yeah i'm lost every week i sit here and i'm like i'm lost i start talking and i completely forget i have
0: i have a note that uh bears stating right at the start of this trivia bit rooney doesn't like comic books Oh, pretty much Uh, it's probably worth saying I'm not a fan of comics. I generally only read them if I'm forced to like, for instance, if like a series that I'm invested in continues the story in a comic, um, and includes important plot points, like halo did that, which was annoying. Ghostbusters, ghostbusters yeah. has gone on from the fucking second film for years. Now I've got stacks of, uh, trade hardback fucking yeah. ghostbuster comics and everything, or something that I'm like fanatical about. Like, uh, I've got a stack of rogue squadron comics, yeah. And, and I read the Vampire Lestat graphic novel before Christmas because. Oh, I didn't even know um, there was one. Yeah, there is. I want to get the second one, which is obviously Queen of the Damned, but yeah. apparently it's rarer than rocking All shit. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I picked this up. I picked this up in a, a fucking charity shop for like 50p. And, and then I like looked it up the other day and I was like, oh, wait, these are actually quite rare. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, where's the second one? Oh, 80 quid. Don't think I'll bother, mate. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So please bear that in mind. When uh, uh, with my (laughs) limited number of comments, I have
1: (laughs) this may be the first episode that actually hits the 90 minute mark.
2: And we've already
1: been recording for an hour
2: hour and 13
0: minutes minutes of shit. What
1: I'm what I'm going to say before we get into the actual book club portion of this episode (laughs) is I like to see Tutjig is like a mad scientist's lab. (laughs) every week we sit down and do different experiments some work some don't some come across as sensible and earnest some almost get me,
0: and childish
1: yeah some almost get me arrested for hate crimes um, <laughs> but this week we experimented by trying a comic book because so I'm sorry, I can't get on the bandwagon of graphic novels, trying to make them sound better than they are. They're comic graphic books, novel, people. Yeah,
0: I refer to them as comics all the way through my notes yeah, here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm
1: not on this. I read graphic novels because I'm an adult. Fuck it. We all read comics, all right, people? Um, <laughs> we tried to do a comic book this, this month for Book Club, and... I'm not sure the experiment worked, but yeah, I
0: don't think it worked.
1: Maybe you can tell us at the end of the episode <laughs> when we are not entertainingly long. Uh,
0: I, ha- I only have what you mentioned, Catwoman. Um, before yeah. we started recording, mm. uh, I only have one note about Catwoman in this. Um, okay. she she is scary looking. I-, I appreciate the fact that she's not hypersexualized as she usually yeah. is. You know, Halle Berry's Catwoman. I'm looking at you. Most. Um, but but those ears and something about the shape of the mask and just the whole thing, she looks more like some kind of I don't know, like a goblin or gremlin or something. Than a it's cat, just, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like that's not cat like, that's
1: fucking creepy. <laughs> I, I did appreciate, like, especially considering Selena Kyle is Catwoman. Mm. The fact that it was it was done tastefully, like you said, it's not overly sexualized. Mm. Um I think they had the same approach in the Dark Knight Rises because Anne Hathaway is incredibly an attractive woman. And yeah. that could have been handled much different by a yeah, different studio yeah. or a different director. But even though she does look incredibly hot as Catwoman and as um is etched in, in my mind forevermore, <laughs> um the fact that like they did that was really appealing to me, and it's really appealing to me in this book as well that it's not all like fucking. I'm wearing a catsuit to jump wow, around.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I've got a giant V shape, so you half my breasts are hanging out my catsuit, which doesn't help when I'm jumping from rooftops, but you know,
0: I look good. Have you ever seen the Catwoman game? I think it was on the no. PS2. Oh my god, it's based on the Halle Berry incarnation of Catwoman. I've never seen film, and the Catwoman spends the entire time running around on all fours like it's oh my god it's disturbing look it up on YouTube look up gameplay footage of it it's fucking disturbing because she's still in the high heel boots and the leather trousers but she's running around on all fours like some weird kind of dog fucking ring video hybrid oh it's ghastly
1: at all times she's constantly presenting herself to the male player (laughs)
0: Okay. But the thing is, it's done so awkwardly that yeah. it's not even sexualized. <laughs> <clears throat> you like oh. the most disappointing part of it all
1: was I couldn't even like fat to it. But
0: that's the it thing. Was if, you're just
1: gonna, that awkward. <laughs>
0: if you're gonna sexualize a video game character and have them do it, a prime example of this is uh, a game called Lollipop Chainsaw, which
2: okay.
0: is where you play a cheerleader with a chainsaw, a customized chainsaw, and it's all sugary sweet like kawaii. Yeah. Um, but she's part of a family of zombie slayers and she goes to high school in the middle of this zombie outbreak. And you spend the entire game running around with this chainsaw hacking and slashing hundreds of thousands of zombies apart. Uh-huh. Um, and it is hyper. It's kind of hyper sexualized. There's a, she's wearing a mini skirt, the knee high socks, the whole cheerleader outfit. Oh,
2: yeah. And
0: there's an achievement, which you can get if you pan the camera around. Cause obviously the camera is like 360 yeah. rotation. You can pan it down and try to look up her skirt. And you do oh, that, and it triggers no. like a 5G gamer score thing. Everyone's got it, especially once it went out online. That Hey, yeah. you can get this for looking up a skirt. One of the first things I did after seeing that when I got yeah, the game I'll
2: was, yeah. does it work?
0: Boo-doop. Yeah, okay, great. So I got that. Awesome. That's on my gamer card forever now. Um, I but think that's I'll an example to... of it, because it, yeah. it leans into it. It knows it's it's oh, yeah. sexualized. It plays on it. But with the Catwoman thing, it's just like... There's definitely a place Ugh. in this
1: world for... Oh no, we know what we're going for mm. and we're just gonna we're just gonna do it like when unashamedly, this is what the game is. It's when people go, This is a family game, but we've yeah. over sexualized all these characters for you know the lonely male player. <laughs> yeah. I don't, might don't... have to play what's it what's the game called? I'm have to play it. I, Pop Chainsaw. <laughs> I legit have a have a thing for cheerleaders.
0: I mean most most red blooded males do. Yeah, <laughs> I well,
1: I always kind of thought, yeah, cheerleaders are cool, but then I went to watch the NFL at Wembley and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders were there and, yeah, I developed a, a thing that day.
0: <laughs> Again, we have veered off on a really weird tangent here. <laughs> now might
1: be the best time for a, uh, a toilet break.
0: Good idea, yes. Yeah. Well, oh, wait a minute. All this talk of cheerleaders and now you want to go to the toilet?
1: Come on. This is a podcast with substance. Don't do this. We're trying to be <laughs> proper human beings, not these fucking Exactly, depraved so you've got,
0: you've got to go shells. to the toilet and you've got to beat out those urges. Beat them out. Okay,
1: so um, as I alluded to earlier, I found it very, very hard to make notes for this comic book. Um, so I kind of went online and I did the trivia research this week. Yeah. So, I have a few trivia points to kind of stop this being a 10-minute podcast. Um, (laughs) So, The the Long Halloween continues the story of Carmine Falcone. This story originally started in year one by Frank Miller. I remember listening to, I'm probably going to talk about this a lot today, but uh, the Batman or Batman episode with Jeff Loeb, the writer of this book. Um, And he said that, when he was given a chance to do batman he was kind of like looking looking for all these batman books like what is something that's not really been leaned into what's something that's not really been done before and he was just like i was always fascinated by like the falcone family and the whole kind of mob angle of gotham Mm. city and so he was like so kind of frank miller created his character so he said he said he i had to do research to figure out if this character had ever been anywhere else in any other books but when i found out he hadn't i was just like okay i'm basing it
0: all on him and uh it's quite, That's quite cool it's nice yeah. seeing the uh because obviously everyone knows like batman fights the joker batman fights yeah. the riddler blah blah blah, blah all this over the top stuff where he's fighting all these weird super villains but it, it's it makes makes a nice change to see him fighting you know more sort of real world yeah villains organized crime it's like yeah yeah, that that, that was a nice touch i thought furthermore to that
1: most um batman comic book fans consider this book to be like year two or year three in batman's career so Mm. if year one was the first year then they a lot of people consider this hang on let's see if i can pronounce this word about starring canonically yeah as like year two or year three Uh, because it's still because um well one of the themes of the book is that the Falcone family's kind of suffering a lot mm. and they keep trying to deal with it mob wise, like the, the way the mob would deal with it. But eventually they kind of go out and start getting these super villains mm. one a month <laughs> to basically come in and try and <laughs> fight on their side. And like a lot of people see that as like the rise of the of the rogues gallery in, mm. in Batman's eh, in Gotham, sorry, or Batman's universe whatsoever. Um David Escoyer who worked with, I'm calling him Sir Christopher Nolan, because it's, it's only a matter of time, really. <laughs> On the Dark Knight trilogy, has stated that a lot of the inspiration was taken from this book. The idea that Batman does so much damage to the mob that they hire freaks to fight is directly used in the Dark Knight with a joker. And in the Dark Knight Rises, the line, I believe in Harley, Harvey Dent, is taken directly from this book.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: forgot about that line in that in that copy that i gave to you mm. there's a conversation between goya and nolan right at the beginning it's like the introduction to the book yeah yeah and they talk about like or well, they mainly focus on the idea that um then batman and gordon come together on that rooftop to have their mm. conversation about this is how we're going to deal with it like we're going to do what we can but we can only do so much. So they turn to Batman as kind of the
2: person
1: that can break, not break the law, but can kind of push the boundaries of what is acceptable. Which if you really, if you think about the Dark Knight trilogy, it starts with Batman, but by the time, sorry, I've suddenly got all kinds of gas. Um, (laughs) By the time we get to like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, it is, the storyline is very like, focused on those three characters and what those three characters the different roles the yeah the way they're all doing the same thing but they've all got different ways of doing it um this really is going to be a short episode i'll tell you yeah <laughs> jeff, jeff Loeb and tim Sowell teamed up for two sequels to this book batman dark victory
0: and catwoman when in rome yes i did see that yeah cool. I immediately made note that if I ever see that come up on any suggested reading lists, I will just burn that reading list because I don't need any more of that creepy ass cat woman in my life. Fair <laughs> enough.
1: Um, I think all the listeners now are just like screaming, "Let Rooney do the trivia in the future." <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all just like Reggie's trivia is dry and unappealing and quite boring, but at least Rooney finds interest in trivia. At least
0: um, have you got a death count? <laughs> have you got a body count for the, for the book? No. Ah, oh, what?
2: <laughs>
1: um, it's often been rumoured that the new Batman film, The Batman by Matt Reeves, is inspired or is a direct adaption of this book.
0: I have heard that mentioned, yes.
1: Yeah, I made a right tit of myself once I was talking to a comic book Batman fan, my friend Nidge. And I was like, I can't wait for it. It's apparently it's based on Hush, the Batman book. And he just looked at me and was just like, oh my God, you're such a fucking idiot. It's based on the long Halloween. So, yeah, I, I thought I'd bring that up and tell a story of how I was an idiot. Yeah, again, And I'm trying <laughs> to find my phone so I can find a body count, but I can't find my oh, phone. I'm
0: doing the same. I'm Googling it, but there, oh, you there, there's it. no easy answer. Um, Much like the Dark Knight Returns part
1: two. I swear this is a trivia note and not just now, but. <laughs> Much like the Dark Knight Returns part two, uh, sorry, the Dark Knight Returns two part animated film that we mm. are halfway through covering on Touching. A two part animated version of this is expected this year, which feels melancholy. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I can't find the body count.
1: That's the end of my trivia slash adverts for Batman. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, okay, so uh, reach out to us, ladies and gentlemen, and let us, you know, let us know who you think did the trivia better. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, because we all know the answer. Yeah. Um, so Rich, well, I be prefer doing to the be trivia,
1: the one yeah? sitting there listening to the trivia notes and then desperately trying to find an angle to talk about them rather than being the person <laughs> that does the research and then presents yeah. it as trivia. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I have a note, but I think I should have... Preceded it with one of my other notes, but I'm not going to. um <laughs> There's a there's a, a panel where you have bats standing in front of the bat signal, when Dent and Gordon are waiting for him to arrive, and he just like interrupts their conversations by saying, "Gentlemen," and that yeah. that framing of that that thing, that whole panel, that is pretty uh, pretty iconic, to be honest, because you've, you've got Batman standing there, just like sup.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the hero's entrance, isn't it? It's like yeah. You, the two kind of normal run-of-the-mill characters are standing out having a conversation and they turn and there's just this bigger-than-life batman <laughs> It'll, that scene also has something that i don't ever need from any batman story film animated anything going forward it has that self-aware moment of them turning around him being gone and being like oh He's done it again. Oh, oh, I forgot he does that. Oh, oh, I suppose it's I really shit. like
0: that. <laughs> I like
1: it, but how many times have you seen it?
0: Yeah, but it's it's one of the Batman things, isn't it? It's 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 what he does. It's a trope. It's a Batman trope. If he didn't do that and you just saw him walking off, it'd be really, really lame. <laughs> oh no, he's got a mouthful of sandwich. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to eat my lunch. <laughs> off. I won't be doing this ever again. Um, <laughs> If
1: you ever need to know how uncorruptible Batman is, they show you—they show you in the scene where him and Harvey Dent burn Falcone's unlaundered cash.
0: Mm. My God, it's just a just a solid solid walls of yeah. notes. It's just like, wow, that's an insane amount of money. <laughs> He's
1: like desperately trying to get it into a bank to get it laundered, but he can't. So he has to hold it in this place, and they find it, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, easy come."
0: Is it, Dent, it so like you know, yeah. if we were two other guys standing here in front of these this, these yeah. mountains of untraceable cash and Batman's just like but we're not. Yeah. No no but if we were <laughs> that's the you don't realize it the first time you're reading a book but that is the
1: first foreshadowing that Harvey Dent may not be quite the white knight
2: that
0: he's yeah. been painted. Yeah yeah that's the first scene where you sort of the hints are dropped in.
2: Yeah
0: I like the, um, the the pages with Holiday,
2: yeah.
0: where they basically give a page to Holiday murdering someone. And it's in a completely different style to the rest of the book. It's all black and white, except for sort of like the um, whatever holiday related icon he's left behind. They're really nice because they, 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 they completely disrupt the flow of the, the other pages. But it works really well because it's like, you know, this is something different. This is you're just being viewed from a completely different perspective sort of thing. It's basically like
1: the um, post-credit scene in a Marvel film. Yeah, it, it comes either at the end or at the beginning of the issue, and it is always six six panels on one page in black and white, and it shows whoever it is that's getting murdered, getting murdered. They're good, and they're I like it because it's like dynamic wise. We say, we, i say this all the time i to get some new <laughs> fucking things to talk about but like it's like oh you can't you stop with the story you go see that and then you're back on the story again yeah i like it and on that note as well i like obviously this book is 13 individual issues that yeah. spanned a year and i like the i like the idea that jeff Loeb had of like Okay, we're putting this out in February. All right. So this will be Valentine. This this episode yeah. will revolve around Valentine's. We're putting this out in I don't know, July. It'll be Independence Day. And so every month you're getting a thematically
0: correct issue. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> think about it. We were trying to get a body count. There's gotta be like yeah. Oh because no, there's there's he shoots up yeah, I was gonna say you yeah, probably about thirteen, but then he shoots up one of the um one of the restaurants and there's a, yeah, there's a gunfight. So yeah, probably. And there's a whole that.
1: issue with a Joker in.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he actually kills anyone. Cause I was thinking that, but he doesn't kill the family that we see when he goes in and steals all no. their presents. Um, and he doesn't get to drop his, his laughing gas on Times square no. on new year's Eve. So I don't think we actually see the Joker killing anyone. He doesn't even kill Harvey Dent. I like to think of
1: this as like Joker Month One. This is just like the beginning <laughs> of the Joker. So he's not he's not quite at murdering everybody. Sees yet he's he's still playing like the Clown Prince of Crime.
0: I, I I I like the idea of the Joker character because because of the the anarchy of which is basically his is his character. Mm. You can have him, you know, just decide to tie up a bunch of people with Christmas lights and just walk off. Or you can have him just shoot them without even without even stopping, you know, without even pausing for breath, because that's just the craziness of his, craziness yeah. of his character. So you, do, you you see the Joker on screen, you don't know, oh, that's it, someone's going to die. Or, no. oh, these people are safe because the Joker won't kill them. He doesn't have any code or anything like that. That's that's... One of the best bits about his character is just that utter anarchy. <laughs>
1: Chaotic evil, would he be, in d d parlance?
0: Yeah, probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you just... That is, that is one of my favourite things about the Joker character overall is it's just unpredictable. Every writer has, gets excited and they're like, I get to do the Joker. I get to do the <laughs> Joker. But within that excitement, there's so many possibilities of things you can do with a character that someone might do something that's like completely over here where he's a homicidal maniac. Someone else might do something completely opposite where he's basically just like a like a nymph, like a
2: the clown yeah. prince
1: of crime. And but neither one of them feels like it's opposed to the other. It feels like no. he could be one in the morning and then after lunch, <laughs> he could be the other. And that is the genius of that character. Is is yeah. so unpredictable that you, you can... never really know where you stand. And yeah. on that on that, I've got a note that just says there are some brilliant Joker moments in this book him stealing the plane being one of them
0: yeah, what is yeah. He, what's, what's his line um you're but batman when they're on the plane and batman's trying to stop yeah. him batman's like you're insane and he's just like has it really taken you this long this to long, notice yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah that's that's perfect I, i'm not in general i'm not a big fan of the dialogue in comic books uh i think i mentioned this in my note at the end but um there were a couple of standout lines in this and that is definitely one of them. (laughs) I know there's some more in here that I I quoted a couple of other bits, I think in here somewhere, but I can't see It depends. It depends on
1: the writer. There are a lot of people that are like, okay, I'm writing a comic book and they just give you perfunctory dialogue. Like, Mm. I need to get eight panels in on this page, so I need to have like one line of dialogue in each panel. But there are other people that are just like, "Fuck it, I don't care about panels. Let the artist decide that. I'm just gonna write." A Here's shit the dialogue. Of stuff. Yeah, like I would say, like Garth Ennis, Alan Moore, Kevin Smith when he writes comic books, you get much better dialogue than you would get in other comic books. Yeah, but some and sometimes the art. Works with it. Sometimes the <laughs> art suffers because you're trying to get so much dialogue so much. on the boat. Yeah. Um. There's a book uh, called Guardian Devil. It's Daredevil book that Kevin Smith wrote. I think it was his first comic book work. And it's drawn by Joe Quesada, who was like a creative director. He did something on them Marvel Netflix shows. Um. Mm. And he said like when he first got. They got the script for the first issue. He just basically emailed emailed him uh, Kevin Smith back and was like, um, "On the next issue, could you leave me some space to draw some pictures?"
2: <laughs>
1: but he found a way of doing like there's more splash pages, like full page stuff, than I would than you would normally see in a lot of comic books. Mm. But that's because there was so much dialogue. He'd get like one image and then fit. <laughs> shitloads of dialogue. Or yeah. <laughs> we'll find a way to do like a double splash and then have all, all this dialogue kind of cascade across the page. But <coughs> with not in panels, just in like little kind of I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Fuck it. Cut this bit.
2: <laughs>
1: on double splash pages though, the double splash page featuring the scarecrow is beautiful.
0: I have that, that is, in here is on that the whole yeah, that is my favourite bit in in the book because that just looks absolutely awesome just with him on there. It's got a real sort of um, sleepy hollow sort of mm. vibe mm. to it, and it's like that is yeah that is one of my probably my favourite piece of art in the book. That's the exact uh,
1: yeah. thing. I remember not only the first time but this time as well. I opened to that page and I was like, this is so sleepy hollow. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> he looks so good. Yeah. I know I said I'm not a big fan of, like, the, oh, Batman, turn around, Batman's gone. Because I am a fan. I've just seen it enough. (laughs) One thing I can never see enough is Batman. The world through Batman's eyes when he's under the influence of the Scarecrow's narcotics. Just, like, any (laughs) time he ends up, like, getting dosed and it's, like, nightmares and stuff. I love it. They do an Arrow as well. It's like a comic book thing, but I love that. I love to see, like, because in, in this book, he basically takes him back to his childhood. He sees his dad saving uh, Falcone's... No, he... is he saving... He's not saving... Falcone's father
2: yeah. goes to, goes to, to Thomas to... Wayne, yeah. and
1: he saves him, and then he kind of has this realisation that if his dad had just not done that.
0: Yeah, there won't be, yeah, be no organised crime place. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like um, Solomon Grundy. See, now, he's as, my least favourite part of this entire As, as previously mentioned, I, I'm you know, not massively up to speed with Batman and his villains. Um, but that's his relationship with Solomon Grundy in this is not at all what I expected. Right. And I think because of, the, because of the way they use Grundy in this, he's probably the most interesting character in this story because he's there. And people like, you know, Batman goes down there has, you know, nearly has a, or has a bit of a fight with him. Dent goes down there, you know, just ends up making friends with him. And then Batman takes him fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, what? This is odd. And yeah, I, 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 I've resisted the urge to, to Google it, to, to find out more. But, um, Yeah, I really like um, Solomon Grant because obviously the only place I've seen him before is Batman, the animated series from like the 90s or whatever. And Bolden the Brave. And in Bolden the Brave, he's just like a Lurch-esque sort of Frankenstein's monster gangster, which Ah. um, is really weird. Because that's obviously how I I was like, oh, okay, so that's that's his character. And then you see him in this and it's completely different. And I was like, yeah. What I was not expecting that at all.
1: <laughs> I, I like <coughs> I like him as a character, but I often feel that like in this book, only in this book, when I get to them pages, I'm like, oh. and I, like I can't read as fast as I can <laughs> to get back to the other pages.
0: I did see uh, I, I um listed this on my Goodreads page because um, it counts towards my my count of uh, my book count to the year. Uh, and since I'm aiming to read 40 again this year, I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was looking at like the, the reviews of it and that, and there's, there's quite a few people are like Solomon Grundy. What the fuck is he? What? Why is he even in this book? You know, we, we don't need him here. I'll take him out. <laughs> he, he does
1: play a part in the narrative though. Right.
0: Yeah, but not, not an essential part. Oh, but no, it's it's, it's, it's almost a sub, sub, sub story. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was just like, we need to get an entire. Well, we need to get as much of the Rose Gallery in as we can. Yeah. We can use him in this way. This is a good way. But there is also a character moment when Batman takes him the the thanks Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It's almost like Batman being like, "You're kind of you're like me. You're on the on the edge of society yeah. down there in a sewer, whereas I live in the Batcave." But you're also misunderstood. A mm. lot of people look at you and they see something frightening, like they do with me. For me, that's what I want them. I want the fear. Yeah. But for you, this gets in your way. And I kind of feel empathetic towards you about that. So here, have some Thanksgiving dinner. Have some
0: have a have a bit of turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it there's a there's a scene, well, there's a the whole section in this book. Um and it, it, it kind of jarred a bit for me. Because It's weird. You get to see the Joker and Batman effectively doing the same thing. Hmm. Travelling around Gotham asking, who is Holiday? Obviously, that's towards the latter part of it. Um, And they're both just going around in their own unique ways, asking the same question. And it also, um, as a a follow-on to that note, for the world's greatest detective, Batman (laughs) Batman spends a lot of time asking people where's harvey dent yeah it's like who's holiday where's harvey dent i mean that, that's not really detective work so much as just visiting different people and saying do you know where he is do you know where he is because i don't do you like right that
1: <laughs> this is year two all right he spent year one building a costume and learning how to fight year two is he's, he's honing his detective skills
0: <laughs> okay Batfan. <laughs>
1: Anything to protect Bat.
0: No, no, it's not
2: his fault. Oh, my God. Leave Batman alone.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We're never doing Batman again.
2: Um, Yeah,
1: I I do want to go back to something you said, though. The idea of Batman and Joker both searching for holiday, but in their own way, is an exploration of one of my favorite things in, in Gotham City, which is the complete opposite end of the scale of Batman and the Joker and how they're so different. The Joker is pure chaos. He's whatever he, like dog chasing cars is whatever he wants to do in the moment. He does. Batman is uh, very thought out, very kind of everything is planned down to a T like there's such structure and order to the way Batman goes about things. And I think the idea of them both looking for him in their own ways is a little way of saying like, they're both trying to do good, but Batman will do good by actually being good. The Joker will do good by just kidding whoever he needs to kill to get uh, the answer he needs. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, to be fair to to be fair to the Joker, his uh, his plan to you know take out Holiday, which yeah. is kill everyone, much as you know, sociopathic as it sounds, it's a pretty solid idea because it would work eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd never know when to stop, really. Because, you know, (laughs) you'd have to keep killing people.
1: I mean, if you want a real-life example, the Illuminati are doing it to us right now with COVID. (laughs) The Illuminati are currently making Thanos
0: very, very proud. Oh, Oh, snap. Um. I had a note then, and you've derailed me with your bullshit. The fuck? Uh... Oh, for if the illuminati
1: are listening i've got my eye, eye in a triangle tattoo and
0: you know i'm just no, waiting don't you for have the to have a, you've got to have a you have to do that um satanic initiation ritual which gives you a black eye on your left eye do i saw, saw some nutter on facebook the other day it was on like some post about you know, stop being a cunt wear a mask and someone was all like, oh, no, no, it's Illuminati, New World Order, blah, 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 lizard people. And it was like, oh, it's all it's it's apparently that the, both the the, the COVID-19 um, was created by the satanic cult that actually secretly runs the world. Yeah,
1: obviously.
0: Um, and they also made the vaccine, which is going to alter our DNA to make us more susceptible to demonic influence. And then they had this picture it's this fucking collage of famous people over the last fucking 20 years who have some at some point had an injury around or to their left eye and they were like okay. this was all done this is all part of the initiation ritual the uh, ritual the satanic initiation ritual um you have to you take this wound and and it's yeah and I was just like
1: you know that should have fuck. been this week's intro not phoenix jones <laughs>
0: I'll Jeez. see if I can find it um, um <laughs> I was just like, what? Does that mean that Lisa Left Eye Lopez is like yeah. the, the head of the cult? <laughs> or fucking, what was her name? The dreams can come true. Do, do, do. The eye patch. Gabrielle, that's it, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, how, where did I... Jesus, where did I pull that <laughs>
2: from?
1: <laughs> I can't remember what I did yesterday, but you, you start singing a song I haven't heard in 25 years, and I'm like, oh, fucking Gabriel. <laughs>
0: It's because we're getting old. We can remember yeah. shit from our childhood. Can't remember why I went into the fucking kitchen though. Because no. old age. Um, <laughs> I'll find that and I'll, I'll send you it so yeah. that you can. That'll be next week's intro. That's one to look forward to, kids. <laughs>
1: no, no, that's far too dicey. That could lead to far too.
0: We could just leave you know, out the know, sex like... ring bit of it. No. Because everyone's oh. felt about Prince Andrew anyway.
1: Oh, we're going to do sex rings. We'll talk about oh, what are their name? what's their name pizza express <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: pizza express is it them explain there, 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 there's some conspiracy theory that like um pizza express is actually a front business for a paedophile sex ring okay yeah and apparently based, if you go in on there based on what like I, I, I know, oh, know that Fred ties into it somehow. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's like this global paedophile sex ring fronted by um, Pizza Express. And you, if you go in there and you have a black card, okay, I think what you have to. And you go and flash it, they take you into a secret room out the back that the normal oh, employees children. don't know about to fuck children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? I mean, what the fuck, internet? <laughs> Next, I think they're called Nexum.
1: Was the who I was gonna bring up? I watched a documentary about it. <laughs> uh, Keith, I know, I know his name. The leader is Keith Ranieri, and Nexum, and they got um. Do you know who was part of it? No. Who uh, was the girl who was in Battlestar Galactica, the Asian one?
0: Oh, uh, Grace Park.
1: Yep, she was part of it. So I was the the Mao engineer. He was part of this this weird cult, but event like eventually this cult like kind of went on over time and it got bigger and bigger. And um, at one point, one point, all of the women in this special section of the cult, like the <laughs> top tier of this cult, had to get his initials branded on their vaginas and take pictures and send them to him.
0: I've heard about that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Nexus. Nexus, Nexum, I think it's called. I'll <laughs> figure it out and I would actually talk about it properly one day.
0: Seriously, we do need to do our, our Conspiracy Theory spin-off because they are hilarious. I think we should do it.
1: There's this book I love. Well, this is this is a writer I love called John Ronson, and he did this book called them. Oh, yeah. It, um, Them uh, Adventures with Extremists. We're gonna read that for Book Club, and that is gonna be <laughs> like the conspiracy episode. It's great, oh, there's God. this whole chapter where he goes to um, this place in oh, somewhere in America once a year. <laughs> they like... have, yeah, they have this, um, the New World Order apparently get together in this one place and they do rituals, and there's this big ritual of an owl, and, but all the world leaders are there, and he sneaks in.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. It's brilliant.
0: Oh, I must Someone have read that book five times. Fucking yeah. hell. Oh, right, anyway, back to Batman.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to not make this the world shortest episode, because I'm out of notes. and.
0: <laughs> oh, I've, I've still got some notes here, which no. which will probably offend you. Um, oh. for, for a 90s comic... The violence is remarkably light, and the physiques of the characters are almost human. <laughs> mm. no, it's so... Yeah, yeah true. There's a, there's I, I a couple definitely... scenes. There's a, there's a couple of scenes where where you know you get a shot of uh, that fucking creepy as fuck um, Catwoman or Batman, and and you know that, what's his name? Uh, human. <laughs> Tim, well, t- there's some of them where Tim Sale, and he's he's clearly got a little bit carried away. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, he doesn't need a six-pack. He needs a 42-pack. And yeah. it's just like, they're, they're not muscles up his ribs. They're, they're now basically a staircase, you know, running from his hips, right <laughs> up his nipples. And it's like, that's not how human physiology works. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's remarkably restrained.
2: It especially is. compared
0: to, like, X-Men of the time, for instance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Lee was going crazy doing X-Men. That's, and Lee, I just... that's the name I was trying to think of when I was writing that note. Um, but, but no, I,
1: I like it. I, there's, there's a reason I think that throughout my research, it was just constantly people talking about Christopher Nolan and David Escoya and how much how much this book was an inspiration on them films. Hmm. And it's obvious, really, when you think about how they wanted to go for like a gritty, almost as realistic as you can get version of Batman, yeah. and this was the inspiration because I do think this is. Whereas some Batman books are big and operatic and yeah. over the top. This is very, there's a lot of humanity. It's very in grounded. Yeah. And yeah. it's very much like, oh no, we're dealing with like the mafia who are real life. And yeah, we've got these colorful characters to come in and out. But the basis of this story is very much like, I like, I love the, I love the bit between, well, any part of the Carmine and his sister relationship where he runs Gotham, she runs Chicago, <laughs> but, but she has. She wants to run Gotham, so she's trying to undermine him, and she's trying to do. St- yeah. Like it is a. There's a lot of actual, real life, kind of like humanity in this book, and the Joker, and the Mad Hatter, <laughs> and Solomon Grant. Yeah.
0: It walks that fine line between the two things very, very well. I'd like to. Because the story, the idea behind this story is really good. I'd really like to see it novelized. I say I've said this about numerous comics in the past that yes. I would love to see them novelized. Because then they could really get down into it. That's what I said could... to you,
1: weren't it, yeah. right? When not it? Right. We started. I was like, I don't have many notes. I think the experiment of doing a comic book didn't work, and I think it didn't work <laughs> because although it's a really good story, the arts are amazing.
0: I enjoyed reading it. It's not a lot of depth to it. Yeah, there's it, it. kind of hints at the depth, yeah. but yeah, it's there's the nothing depth. solid enough to to latch onto, and and you can you can read stuff into it, and you can talk about the stuff, the, the spaces between the lines. Yeah, you can speculate for hours, but uh, yeah, that you are just speculating. It's yeah, it bugs me. I think that's Bob. I've got an, I've got a note on this. I've got I've got yeah. a, a triple barrel note at the end, which and is novelized. probably to trigger. You.
1: <laughs> it's fine. I didn't. I didn't expect this to go well. Anyway, I'm prepared. But a novelized version. I never thought of it. A novelized version of this. But that would be amazing. It would. Then you could really dig into the relationship between Falcone and his kid, and why his kid does what he does. You yep. can really dig into Gilder and Harvey. And
0: exactly how, those like, human cause... those human interactions. Yeah, they are the ones that suffer the most. I think because from this format, that. because yeah. yeah, those human interactions seem. They seem almost trite and pastiche because you're not there's not enough space yeah. to get the emotion there. It's it. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Because it was. I mean, it's a 13 issue series. I'm. I am we are not. I'm not going to sit here and say all comic books deal with this because they don't. There are some mm. comic books that are just go on forever, and yeah. therefore the writer has the chance to like. Oh no! For the next six issues, I'm basically just going to forget everything else that's going on. I'm just going to flesh just out gonna these
0: do two characters this, yeah exactly or, or do... they, they tell a story that doesn't need that human element it's yeah. like yeah this is super space hero one fights super space alien number two and they yeah. just go at it for 12 episodes yeah. it's but yeah this this is this is trying to be something more than that and the medium i find really limits it From <clears throat> this throat> is...
1: This feels like a like a 70s kind of crime film <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> about about the mafia yeah
0: with yeah.
1: batman With some other colorful, colorful characters that may take a step up if it had another ten issues. Yeah. So really, like if we could get a standalone issue of just Harvey and Gilda talking about how they couldn't have a kid, why they're trying for another kid, and why how that builds into the story, then you get the depth that I think we both feel is slightly lacking.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um. I had a follow up note to that one, which which has nothing to do with the tangent we just went off on. Okay. <laughs> but about the, the it, it, there's there's some panels. I don't in know if where... you've
1: noticed yet, but a lot of this podcast has nothing to do with what we with said. Five what we're minutes. actually
0: talking about yeah. It's just this one ties in quite closely to my previous note. Um, and in some panels, bats looks feral, almost yes. Wolverine like. Yeah. Um. It's probably another side effect of of this having been released in the nineties and mm. the general appearance of comic book superheroes yeah. at the time, but uh, yes, there's one of them where he jumps down and he lands on someone's car. can't remember who it is he's he's chasing at the time, but he jumps down and lands on the car. And everything, even down to the fist pose,
2: yeah.
0: it's like he just needs the claws coming out. It's yeah. like probably sort of like snarling, and he's in the same, that, that classic Wolverine about to leap pose. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. Just recolor that in black yeah. and yellow. And... Uh... <laughs>
1: Well, it, it was the 90s. That was like the probably the peak of like Wolverine love in the world. Yeah. Everyone was trying to like get some slight Wolverine essence. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of
0: Wolverine fan service there. Yeah. Um, I did like the. Uh, I've, I've, I've been quite scathing of uh, most of the, the, the words in this, yeah. but I did like all this, the, the subtle references to Dent's uh, looming transformation into two fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two of my favorites are one of them from the Joker when he's okay. like, Oh, did you know you've got, a, what is it? He calls him sweetie pie or something. And he's like, yeah. you know, you have a light on this tree that, own, that doesn't light up on one side. And yeah. you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then like the, the blatantly on the nose, obvious one when he's talking to his, assi- when Dent's talking to his assistant. Yeah. And he says, Oh, there's two ways of looking at everything. I was yeah. like, even if you didn't know Harvey Dent yeah. becomes, 2 face. it's like it's with those two with that line it's just so clearly obvious it's like guess what's gonna happen guys yeah and then you're waiting for it because you know it's coming (laughs) which that worked. i I like that that worked really well
1: (laughs) i'm sure you've got more than me but the one thing that annoyed me in this book is not necessarily anything to do with the book it was the way that the book was put together and printed i understand that these all come out as single issues so people would be going into comic book shops they might have missed three or four issues but they see this batman and they think fuck it i'll give it a read so you're gonna have to keep putting in the descriptors and the the
0: boxes (laughs) to update you on what's going on yeah
1: when it came to the reprinting could they not have just taken them out
0: yeah you do get that it's it's like what's like nearly uh, every other page it's like This is the this is is. is what they're doing. This is what they did. This is what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're watching a a series on um, Netflix or something. Or or the the worst one is when you when you're watching on a box set. But they've all they've done is transferred the TV edits straight onto a disc. So it's like previously on Battlestar Galactica. And you're like, but it's I like, know, because I literally I watched just that episode. Watched it. yeah. <laughs> it's just, you're running the whole thing and you're still giving me the catch-ups. I don't need the recap. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's we'll just... like that, but every so often you sort of go, oh, right, yeah, no, this is the start of a new issue because they're telling yeah. me who Falcone is and yeah. who this is and
1: oh. <laughs> It's slightly annoying. That was the one thing that annoyed me when I was reading through. I was like, I get to those boxes and be like, oh, I've read these before.
0: <laughs> I, know I know what's coming. This is just filler. Yeah. Uh, now uh, uh, we took some time to discuss uh, the the, the scary looking Catwoman. However, there is one uh, incarnation of another villain in this one, which is even worse than the Catwoman. I don't think it's ne- well, It's not necessarily a bad one. It just makes my skin crawl. That's okay. uh, Poison Ivy. Oh yeah. This, the, the way she's depicted. I mean, she doesn't have. But she many says anything.
1: Panels. She doesn't she, even say anything in the whole thing,
0: does she? Well, she's got, like, two lines or something Literally, which yeah. she says to Bruce. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and it's like... Yeah, just the, the, the depiction of her just makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I get... she's, she's the one person in this entire book that actually
1: has superpowers. Yeah. And that kind of... Because like, you're going along with this kind of, like, mafia story, and then suddenly you see, like the plants growing out the walls, and you see all this weird stuff happening, and you're like, hang on. Hang on. What's going <laughs> on here? This is a bit weird.
0: This is all getting weird. This isn't yeah. just crazy people in, in fancy dress anymore. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's... it's Although it makes me uncomfortable, it's a better depiction than the usual, like, sexy plant lady yeah. that we yeah, usually yeah, yeah. get at uh, the... Uh, what one is it? Batman and Robin? Oh, God, don't. The picture when she's played by... Can't remember who it What's is, but name? I know Bill, yeah, Uma yeah. Thurman, Uma Thurman. That's it, yeah. Um, that that again that is just the pinnacle the, of the
1: sexy scientist,
0: the, the sexy scientist plant lady. And she just basically has some leaves in her hair and wears a fucking yeah. a unitard. It's like, I know how to make a Batman
1: film. This will make all the women pin ups and basically just make it as camp and terrible as Batman.
2: Yeah,
0: didn't work. Bat-nips. I, I hated them Batman films them. <laughs> they, I, I tried watching one of them re-watching one of them probably ooh, five or six years ago
2: yeah.
0: I was like they can't be as bad as all that because the internet was hating on them and I was like they can't be as bad as all that um, oh, they killed
1: the Batman they, they, franchise they killed
0: the Batman franchise for a long time and after re-watching <laughs> that one no, I can see why again good story badly badly executed <laughs>
1: yeah do you remember when there was a i don't know if people still care but there was a period <laughs> of time where shortly after the nolan films come out like batman day was celebrated it was like it's batman day yeah. and i got all in the batman day hype one year and i was just like it's batman day we've got fuck else to do let's watch batman and the girl i was with was like i'm only watching batman if we watch one of them films I like them once. I don't like <laughs> the other stuff that you're into. I like them. So we tried to watch Batman and Robin.
2: Oh, oh,
1: it was one of the most painful experiences of my life. The Bat card, when he pulls out his Batman credit card.
0: Oh, oh god, yeah. Oh fuck. If
1: anything made me want to take a bath and
0: bleach, it was that. <laughs> I mean, just a casting of George Clooney. Yeah. George fucking Clooney as, as Batman. Batman. Yeah, uh, that
1: that should have set all the alarm bells ringing. Rubber nipples and the constant <laughs> ass shots—like was obvious Brian Singer <laughs> directed it because it's constantly. Um, we're gonna. We just need ten more shots of his ass in, the, in those like, <laughs> like, like leather pants. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what all the kids want to see. That's
0: what the kids want to see: George Clooney's ass in latex.
1: George Clooney's ass and Uma Thurman dressed up like a fucking just,
0: a sexy yeah. plant pot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Kids all over the world will love this.
0: No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Although, didn't have Alicia Silverstone playing Batwoman. Batgirl. Yes, Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was hot as fuck in that film, though. Yeah. Okay. It's about the only thing had going for it.
1: Also, also, it's a bit creepy if Robin is a child. So we're going to make him a full-grown man, and he's (laughs) still going to answer to Batman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Batman's still going to have the parent-child relationship. Where he's yeah, trying to yeah, take he's going right.
0: to and he's going to do illegal street races in yeah. on his motorbike because he yeah. was an acrobat and that's yeah, what acrobats do. An, that's what acrobats do. I mean,
1: come on, everyone fucking knows that, right?
0: <laughs> it's like they watched uh, they watched fucking X Men or like right. We need that grumpy sort of motorbiker character who's there but doesn't really want to be there and wears a leather jacket a lot. And we also can't have a kid fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger so um robin robin <laughs> you're now
1: 36
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mate, you're God. still
1: an orphan child <laughs> can I only get by in life because of bruce wayne you're the
0: last surviving member of the flying graysons yeah because there we go that was a nugget of information it just popped into my head as we were talking about that the name yeah. of his family's acrobatic troupe. <laughs> i wish i had cool flashback memories like that not Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, oh yeah. Lol Calendar Man. Stop trying to make him not sad. Yeah. I mean just <sighs> He's he's only one step above Condiment King, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is really saying something.
1: Every time I turn the page and I see Calendar Man, I just get I just like oh I feel so sorry for him.
0: Yeah, it's like, like they try to Trying so hard. And... Oh. He's trying I,
1: so hard to be a
0: supervillain, but his uh, only angle is calendar. Calendar. I do love the. Um, he actually gets a lot of attention on on the the blurb yeah. on the back of that. It's like, oh, and the calendar man knows, but he's not yeah. telling. It's like he doesn't know shit. He's just chatting yeah. nonsense. Um, he's like, wow, visitors. Oh, I'm not saying anybody for quick, six be days. Cool, be cool. Be cool. Yeah. I do like this the the, the panel where. Um, Two-Face, as he is at the time, is going through Arkham Asylum, tossing a coin to decide which supervillain yeah. to takes with him. And he gets there, and Canada Man's all like, oh, my turn. And he's just like, sorry. And he's just like, no, don't yeah. no, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I could be cool and edgy. I'll put on a dress. I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh, my next one was about the scarecrow on the horse. Oh, yeah. I try not to enjoy breaking his ribs. <laughs> yes. But that is, uh, like that is brutal. And yeah, exactly what you would be feeling at the time. <laughs> that,
1: comes, that That to me is a line of somebody that loves the Frank Miller books. Like in, in Frank Miller, in, especially in The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. there's lots of like internal monologues where he's just like, I could stop him, handcuff him. Well, I could break his legs. I'm going to enjoy breaking his legs. Yeah. And yeah, there's a, there's that certain because to be Batman to fight these crazy people, there needs to be some sort of crazy violent you've got, side you've to, got you to you to be that, crazy and, yourself. That,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and whenever he's like, whenever he shows pleasure in in like justice by violence.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it, it, it makes me quite happy. I don't know what that says about me, though.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's just needed, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was something I noticed. I, again, this is probably a side effect of the era creeping in because there was another violent, be-caped uh, anti-hero who was very big in comic books in the 90s. Spawn yeah. is who I'm referring to. Batman's cape. It's very Spawn in this, um, oh, yeah. in this series because there are several occasions where he's just standing there and he's literally just standing and talking to someone. His cape is about 12 foot long and yeah. it's got the ragged curly ends that seem to be doing their own little thing. And it's kind of like, yeah, There's one yeah, someone panel. a nod in there. <laughs>
1: There's one panel. I think he's looking out the window. It's just him stood at the window. And his cape is like about 87 foot long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... Most of the shot is like a tiny little Batman and most of the
0: shot is just, cape. And it's you're just like, cape. How is it even practical? It's like, is it alive or something? Cause, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be moving on its own. It shrinks and gets longer. Um, I do like it when it gets sucked into the uh, the propeller of the Joker's yeah. plane, though. And the only thing I could think, because um, yeah, modern movies have ruined me, is no capes! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, she told us, she told us, yeah. guys. <laughs> you nearly it. got killed because your cape was sucked into a propeller of a plane, even though it wouldn't have worked because that's not the way propellers work. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> continuity wise, as well, at the end of that scene, he stood there and you just see like the edges of where the cape used to yeah, be. Yeah,
0: it's all frayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did like I love that. It. I was half uh, expecting it would have grown back or something.
1: <laughs> talking of spawn, though, um, years, years after this book. Um, the writer Scott Snyder and the artist Greg Capullo basically kind of put Batman back on the comic book map. They mm-hmm. wrote this, they did this series of books that are r- incredible books. But um, Greg Capullo used to be the artist on Spawn. Oh, okay. So there's a little Batman type connection there.
0: There's another little bit of red string. Yeah. Because <laughs> we like our red strings. I'm actually going to get uh, a pin board here next to my dad i'm not doing it yet because we're redecorating this room uh, next month and i'm actually going to get a pin board in there and whichever particular thing is interesting me that you know at that period of time yeah. i'm gonna have the red string and the pins and everything just so that i can just upload it to the socials so people can see just how just how far you have driven me <laughs> oh, i love
1: it you're gonna spend like an entire day putting all this stuff together take a picture to put it on the socials to get one like
0: to get one like i'll <laughs> get oh, okay. I'll get at least two, one from you, one from Will. Yeah. And if Stacy's on Facebook that day, I'll get one from her as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stick to Twitter. We get more interactions over there. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: uh, right. Okay. This is, this is my, my last note. And I know that uh, there's a bit in here we've already discussed. Um, and there is a bit, I know who's going to, if it doesn't trigger you, it will trigger comic book nerds listening to this. Okay. <laughs> so comic book nerds don't listen. Um, you, you. I think you mentioned this earlier. That uh, this, this whole arc, this whole story is, uh, yeah. it's a murder mystery. Yeah. Um, which is great. But as we said earlier, I think the medium limits it. It definitely yeah. limited my enjoyment of it. Um, now I never felt invested in it. I did. And I, I want to say, I want to say this right now. I did genuinely try. I try. I came into this, and I was like, I'm not. I'm not a fan of comic books. I don't really like reading them but i'll do it i'm not a huge batman fan either but right we're gonna do it i'm gonna come into this i've seen online everyone raves about this i was like reggie thinks this is great i was like i'm gonna go into it and i'm gonna try my best to enjoy it. i read it over two nights um so that i made sure i wasn't falling asleep over the pages um and i just i didn't really get invested in it um and I, get I think that. i think i know why this comic exemplifies two of the main things that stop me, not things that I don't necessarily don't like, but two of the things that stop me liking comics. The first one, this is the one that's going to trigger people is the art style. And I've seen online people raging about this art style as being, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's inspired. It's genius. And I know that Tim sale is generally hailed as being awesome. Awesome for this work and other bits he's yeah. done but i just do not like it and it really interfered with my enjoyment of the story i think if it would uh, if it were drawn by someone like uh, dan shoning for yeah. instance i would probably feel more engaged because i i seem more able to easily digest and interact with that style of yeah of, 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 the, of the animation rather than this one which i think got in my way a bit of of enjoying the story I understand that like whilst I do like the art in this
1: book it's not up there in like my my favorite Batman books the way it's mm. drawn or anything there's there are certain bits that I'm just kind of like I'm not I'm not a fan of that but I will look past them because I love Batman and I love comics if you don't love Batman you don't <laughs> love comics
0: I, I saw someone uh, said on one of the review sites that you know, if if they knew someone who had never read a Batman comic before and they wanted to be introduced to it this is the book they would tell them to go and read for me that would have been disastrous because i'd have just no it's not for me and i'd have just never read another one again i
1: would probably say year one just purely because of the premise of it is Mm. a good place to start but there are other books i i would probably go with if i had to push something on someone not for a podcast i would probably go with a scott snyder Greg Capullo stuff because it's more recent, it's more, it's got a more kind of up to date art. Yeah. And so it's easier to, to digest. Whereas this, these very kind of like pale colors, like there's a lot of yeah. pastels and stuff in it, which it doesn't lend itself to people that are watching TV and 4K and everything
0: else. Oh, it's funny you should say that. I was like, well, who did that one? Because I like that one.
1: Yeah, Greg Capullo.
0: Yeah, writer, Scott Schneider, artist, Greg Capullo and Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah,
1: zero year. That's um, it's a zero year. Yeah. So that's I think that's book seven, book six or seven is they do this whole run of books. It starts with one of the best ones I've ever I've ever read. It's called The Court of Owls. Basically. Oh, yeah, I know. But I've, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's Basically, like in the background there's this like illuminati style group called the court of owls and because owls are the natural predator of bats so it kind of works (laughs) um but that is a really good book and then it goes on it goes on it goes on and then i think year zero is where the riddler resets kind of the world and it all goes yeah gotham goes kind of overgrown and feral and bananas yeah yeah really good i i love them I, we probably should have just
0: because <laughs> i actually i voluntarily got that because they were the, yeah. um, the the magazine they released yeah, yeah, yeah. With the hardback collections and i was yeah. like oh i'll give it a go because it was like fucking like, two quid or something yeah. and i was like oh okay well, i need the second one now because i was invested enough yeah. that i was like i need to know how this descends so i got the the, the second one i've got them sat there I, I like how i've been saying i'm not a fan of uh, comics I've yeah. got a shelf of them know, the I'm like at them, yes. <laughs> But again, these are all ones from things that I want to continue the story, and the only way to do it is reading bloody comics.
1: Well, I got all of them: um, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo books. So next time <laughs> I, fa- I fancy facing King Gammon, come and got, <laughs> I'll come and drop them off to you. As um, a side note to that, when I bought the when I the only way I could get my copy of Court of Hours at the time I bought it was to buy it in a box set with a mask. <laughs> an owl mask so i actually created my own costume vigilante that i'm calling Hedgewig. Hedwig. <laughs> it's basically me and my owl mask with a black hoodie on
0: <laughs> i mean that's not so much a a, a vigilante persona as a rapist persona <laughs> don't say that because i only bought it up for stacy
1: i only bought it up for stacy that was a that was a stacy joke and now you turned it into rape
0: hmm. There's, there's there's nothing I cannot corrupt. Yeah, I know. Um, my 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 second note. Um, we we've, we've already discussed this. Uh, yeah. Was was the the dialogue the the wordy part of it? Yeah. Uh, which aside from a few high points, most of which we've already mentioned, um, it just feels too light and lacking in depth. Um, which I know is uh, not really the point of a of a comic book. If you want to read walls of text, you don't go and read a comic book you go and read a fucking well, you don't go and read a batman comic book you, you don't go and read a batman comic book. No. Comic books, yeah yeah but yeah if you, if you want to sit there and read page after page of just text you go and read a novel you don't read a comic I book i feel like
1: i feel like comic books are almost like the 22 minute tv episode of, yeah of version of the two-hour film you know what I mean you've taken this narrative that's spread out <laughs> over two hours where you can delve into these characters you can really play stuff off and then you've condensed it down to 22 minutes so you've got the bullet points yeah and, and like that is one of genuinely one of the things I love about comic books is that I can be like oh I'm in a Batman mood today pick up a book an hour later I've read the entire thing.
2: <laughs> and I'm, I'm moving on with
1: my life whereas if, I, if i'm like oh i'm in a batman mood let me go and get one of them batman novels then it takes me a lot longer to actually sit and read it and yeah properly digest it sometimes i just like, i think that's another thing it's like we talked about it in all you need is kill episode you were like well the reason this book comes across the way it does is because it's for commuting yeah you gotta remember comic books uh single issues and they're when they were invented, they were aimed at kids. Yeah. I don't think kids read comic books anymore. I think people no, like me read comic not books. Not in my
0: experience. <laughs> no. But
1: they are very much like twenty-two page quick. Just get in, just read it quickly. One and well, there are one shots, but um it's very much like what you're gonna do on on like your lunch break. I'll just I'll just quickly sit and flick through rid- this. Yeah. It's very it is very certain comic books are very surface level especially if you're talking about marvel dc because it's all about continuing a brand it's not about like it's just giving you these little adventures of this character that's been around 75 yeah, years people
0: want to see they want to see their heroes doing stuff they don't want a, a, a deep dive into the, the 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 mind behind the mask and things like that they don't want to get into the societal impact they, they just want to see their heroes yeah, doing
1: think- stuff which is why I think them Christopher Nolan books, that film, sorry, did so well, because it was a realistic, grounded, well as Mm. realistic as you could, grounded version of Batman, but there were were also layers and depth, and kind of it was everything we love from comic books, but given to us in a medium that is more enjoyable where there's more space to kind of
0: yeah it has in. more space to breathe and, and yeah. do stuff
1: yeah and when when bridges explode you see the bridge explode
0: you and when see it yeah this <laughs> happens you see it and you're not
1: just looking at a kaboom like a on the page but um <laughs> it's starting to sound like i don't like comic books i <laughs>
0: Well, you did say, you know, you, when we review these things, your opinion changes yeah. as we talk about it. So I'm sorry if I broke comic books for you.
1: <laughs> no, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to go in my loft, get my extensive comic book collection and take it to St.
0: Clair's. <laughs> getting donated. They, they're yeah. closed at the moment. You have to wait until after lockdown. Fuck it, it's getting burnt then. <laughs> Bonfire! <laughs> There we go. So if you guys have anything you would like me to break for you, um feel free to send in suggestions and I'll tell you why it's rubbish.
1: <laughs> if you if you form them suggestions as genius ideas, he will have take great joy in shitting on them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. If you write in something and tell me something you absolutely love and you're really proud of it, I will I will demolish <laughs> that and get a chob on. It's um so yeah, I look forward to those messages coming in in amongst all the dick pics being sent to Reggie. <laughs> So what 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 what's really funny is I know that just out of shot here because obviously we're on a, we're on webcams I know that just out of here on the on the other wall um is a big pinboard full of all the dick pics that he's printed oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: yeah,
0: and he's got pictures. He's got his own red bits of string trying to figure out whose dick goes to who. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you know? Oh, it's, I think it's in South Park where they do their superhero things and is there's a. There's a pinball and it just says, Who is the coon? And there's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, Who are these people? And then on a, there's another one that just says, This is Rooney. And it's just all the pictures with cock rings and giant balls.
0: <laughs> I, it's funny because um, ordered, I've ordered ordered a couple of bits uh, for for my lightsaber actually yeah. to make a, a Suba for it. I was looking at buying one and they're like 30 or and then shipping from the states where they seem to be made and I, 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 some guy was like no you just need this and this and you make your own and basically it's like a it's a six mil sheet of polycarbonate which I'm going to cut to the right shape and bore the hole through put it down over the blade and then I was like well how do you hold it in place because otherwise the moment you swing it it's going to shoe off the end oh you use one of what they call it like a it's a, a shaft collar or something <laughs> which obviously made me giggle yeah, obviously. Um, and I ordered one but of course it had to be an inch to go over the blade and it came okay. today And it's basically this solid steel cock ring <laughs> Is it really? And I busted it out I opened it out I was like fuck that weighs a ton I should have gone for the aluminium one And yeah. then I was like oh And Amy took it off me and was like Oh and she was like does that go there? <laughs> was she like, knows you as no. well as I do
1: yeah. She <laughs> knows kind of... you as well as I do She sees whatever comes through the post And she's, she's... like yeah, she's... How's he going to work this into our sex life?"
0: How's he going to get that in there? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, like, I giggled when I said it and I was trying to explain to her what it is, and she just kept laughing and just holding it over her crotch. And I'm just like, Stop it! Stop it! It's a shaft collar! And she's like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm holding it there. <laughs>
1: oh, Even a... the name is just like the, the posh way
0: of saying cock ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> shaft collar. Yeah, I endure that. I think that. Um... I... That's what they're called. I can't remember exactly what they, what their technical term is. Uh, and I don't want to Google it and just Google shaft collar and just get loads of pictures of really fancy cock rings.
1: <laughs> to be fair, it's got to be one of the least like <laughs> worrying things on your, on your Google search. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Uh, well, it was a, <laughs>
1: a tangent to end the episode on. <laughs> Before we end this episode, I'd just like to take a couple of minutes to apologise to the Space Monkeys if they tuned in to laugh, sorry. And <laughs> to fans of comic books and Batman for um, our feeble attempts at talking about Batman done on Halloween.
0: I apologize for nothing. <laughs> if you sat
1: for this whole episode expecting a, a in-depth look at this comic book,
0: um we fouled you. If if you if you sat through this episode expecting some kind of in-depth look at this comic book, have you listened to our fucking podcast before? I mean, seriously. Now what if somebody's just like looking for something to listen to and they're like,
1: oh, someone did Batman along Halloween? I love that book. And I put it on and it's basically me talking about Phoenix Jones and us skimming Batman for twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then not my problem. Sounds like a, that sounds like a them problem, man. <laughs> I've just
1: realized actually, as as I said that, I realised that for the first time in a history. The intro was nearly on theme with the episode. It was.
0: It was very close to being on theme with the episode. How the it's fuck did I it. do
1: that? Oh, Jesus.
0: I am Pure failing. Fluke. I am <laughs> failing
1: at making touching. They're meant to be <laughs> polar opposites from one another. That's hashtag, the only way it
0: make, works. Hashtag make touching touch great again. Hashtag stop Reggie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that on a few... Um, Rape recovery forums this week For fuck's
0: sake there, we there it was Come on, wind it up Because you're you're on a downward slope yeah.
1: um, <laughs> Fuck. I can't even remember what I say This is the I'm worst podcast man. <laughs> This is the worst podcast I've ever made in my life um, <laughs> Find what you love Believe in it Positive things will happen I'm Batman